As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What a night for the bench. Jeff Green, 8 of 11 with 19 points and 10 rebounds. Austin Rivers with 18 points. Kelly Oubre was fabulous. 5 points, 3 rebounds, but he was all over the place. Even Jan Mahinmi, 6 points tonight. Dwight Howard had 16 of the Wizards' 48 rebounds. 116 to 110, Washington victorious. They pick up their third win of the season. And let the church say, Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. What a win for the Wizards to close out this three-game road trip in Miami, focused for 48 minutes. 116-110 over Miami. And you know what that means. When the Wizards score over 100, they scored 116 tonight. So you can get 50% off on online order tomorrow at papajohns.com at participating locations. Make sure you use the promo code WIZ50. This is the Wizards Talk Podcast. Thanks for being with us, everyone. Chris Miller, Christy Winter-Scott, Tony Massenberg, our NBA champion. And it was a collective team effort. Last night in South Florida. Christy, I'd love to get your take. What was the difference in this game? The reason why the Wizards are now coming home three and nine. Well, Chris, it was grit and mindset for the Wizards. They were deliberate. They were attacking in the painted area, finishing at the rim, and most importantly, plus 10 on the glass. That's something that they have not done well this season. They've been out-rebounded in 11 of their 12 games. This is the only game that they were in the plus category for the board. So I think with Dwight Howard having 16 rebounds, that was a huge difference maker in terms of getting the defensive stops necessary to push pace like Washington loves to do. Tony, they were able to get some get back on this team that actually started this slide for Washington to start the year off. Kelly Olenek, as you know, had that tip in with point two left um, in the first game of the year. So the ability to get them back on a back to back night after losing in Orlando, what was the difference for you? For me, it was just they competed. Um, they were aggressive on the defensive end of the floor, not necessarily for 48 minutes, but they were aggressive when they needed to be. And they didn't get outworked. They didn't allow this team to get a lot of easy baskets, second chance opportunities, some of the things that we saw them allow with some of the teams on that West Coast road trip. They didn't allow that tonight. They didn't allow this team also to be more physical than them. You have Dwight Howard down there. He gets you 16 boards. That's the reason why you win the Battle of the Boards along with some other people contributing. And last but certainly but not least, you get 48 points, 48 points from the bench. 
at a time when you hadn't been getting good bench production and you're relying on John Wall and Bradley Beal, who also had solid games of their own. Wall goes for 28, Brad goes for 18. And you look at the fact that the supporting cast was so much better tonight. So if they can get that consistent play from the bench, from the Jeff Greens and the Austin Rivers and the energy of Kelly Oubre and a little dip back and a block shot here and there from Jan Bahimi, that's the type of production you're going to need from guys that are coming in to spare the starters. Christy, this is the second game in a row in which Scott Brooks went with his small lineup because of the no production from Otto Porter, the fact that Markeith got himself in foul trouble uh, and got a technical for not sitting down. I mean, I've seen him do this too many times now. Uh, And Dwight Howard played 33 minutes, but the fact that Scott could look down his bench and call upon, I want to do this in order. I want to start with Austin Rivers. This is by far the best game he's had in a Wizards uniform. So much so that John Wall in the locker room said, Finally, welcome to the team. That's what I told him. I said, just be aggressive. That's the game you know how to play. You know, hey, thank you. We needed your 18 points. What did you like about his mindset last night? Well, I just like that he was in attack mode, you know, and on the defensive end, I thought he was disruptive on that side of the court as well. I mean, Washington had eight steals. They forced 19 turnovers. So they were very aggressive in terms of being a dictator on the defensive side of the court. So when you have that kind of energy on defense, it can do nothing but carry over on the offensive side. So you're in attack mode on defense. You want the ball so you can go down with the purpose of scoring. And I think Austin Rivers, I mean, he was playing with a ton of confidence. It was his due game, it felt like. You know, he had probably taken some of those same shots in previous games. This is only a second game out of 12 in double figures. But I think that those shots would bounce right off the rim. And you could just see the frustration on him. But today he was like, listen, that's not going to happen again. He was purposeful in his motions to the basket. He was taking on all defenders. Uh, There was no fear for him. And I just think that he was just working hard and just playing next play. And I'm not saying he didn't make mistakes, but he recovered faster in terms of his body language. And I think that also helps the team when you can just keep moving. And I thought that his positive energy was definitely a plus for Washington. Tony, we are now seeing for a third straight game, Jeff Green become reliable. Um, At last count, my math might be off here, but in the last three games, Jeff is 15 for 20 from the field. Yep. And he's not a center, although he's playing a little bit of center in a small ball line (laughs) for 41 points. Yeah. That, that's consistent. That's very consistent. And the best part about that is that he's a guy that can play three positions when you're talking about that type of consistency. So you can get similar production at the three, the four, or the five, depending on what the game plan is and who your opponent is. And, and that sort of determines what position Jeff Green is going to play because I don't think Scott Brooks has him locked in as a small ball center or a power forward. I think he look at him and, and he'll play him by need or by the, the need to make adjustments in the game. And once Jeff Green gets going offensively, he's a difficult matchup. He's a lot like Markeith Morris in, in that way because he can play with his back to the basket. He can face you up, and he can take a bigger center out to the three-point line where he can knock down a three-point shot. The best thing that I liked about Jeff Green's game tonight was that I thought it was very efficient. I didn't think there was a lot of wasted motion. I didn't think he took any bad shots. And to a certain degree, I can say that for the entire Wizards offense, I didn't see a lot of bad shots being taken tonight. I didn't see a lot of long threes. Even your best 
three-point shooter, Bradley Beal, doesn't shoot a lot of three-pointers tonight. John Wall, in fact, took more three-pointers than Brad. So you look at Brad's game, very efficient tonight. John Wall's game, 28 points, efficient, nine assists. You look across the board at this team offensively, there was not a lot of wasted motion. They didn't run a lot of sets, but what they did do is they played very well off of John Wall, and John Wall did John Wall things tonight, meaning breaking people down, getting into the paint, getting into that mid-range area where he shoots a higher percentage than he does from the three-point line. That's what this team needs him to do on a nightly basis. Christy, before I get your take on John Wall, I want to run and I want people to listen to the interview after the game Carol Lawson had with the five-time All-Star. John, is a heck of a win to close the road trip. What was the mindset coming in in the back-to-back after the loss? Uh, that it all starts with me, the way I play aggressive on both ends of the floor, defensively and offensively. It makes our team go. Um, so I had to do a better job of that. Other than the first half, we kind of like let them get a lot of threes early on in the first quarter and the second quarter. I think we did a great job in the second half of getting them off the three-point line and just doing a great job of just pushing the pace and defending at a high level. There's some key statistical categories that you guys won. One is the rebounding battle. Can you speak to the influence and the impact that Dwight Howard has had since he's been back on the on the glass? Man, just his presence, man. He's just still not ready to move the way he really wants to right now. But just being able to block shots, change shots, be able to give every, extra efforts on getting rebounds for us, and doing a great job of getting us offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds. That's what we really needed. You know? I mean, last time Whiteside and those guys did a heck of a job of beating us on the boards, and we're doing a better job with Dwight there of rebounding. One of the things you did really well tonight was just making sure that you got all of your weapons quality looks. How does it change this team when guys like Austin Rivers and Jeff Green give you the production they did off the bench? Well, it's my job to try to get these guys going. At the same time, I got to be aggressive for myself. But I just try to tell these guys, when y'all get the ball and I give it up to y'all, maybe I'm taking a break on the offense end and spot up, but just get a, get a wide open shot. Be aggressive and shoot the ball. Be aggressive like I need y'all to do. And I tell Austin, I know it's kind of difficult trying to find your lane right now, but your job is to score the ball for a second unit. And that's what he did tonight for us. And he came up big and he did a great job on the defensive end also. Great win, John. Excellent job. All right, Christy, I want to get your take on what John said in the post game with Kara about accountability. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of the first things that came out of his mouth was, you know, it starts with me. Absolutely. I, I just respect that so much from John Wall. He said, I am going to fall on the sword either way. I know that my, my energy dictates how this team plays offensively and defensively. And we know that pace isn't only on offense, right? You can dictate the pace of play on the defensive end as well by being disruptive and energetic. And for him to take on that kind of ownership, I think you but respect John Wall. And everyone is, has been giving him a hard time, you know, in D.C. and outside of D.C., unfortunately. Yeah, his name and has been out in these streets, it's man. It's really been, been talking, tough. They've been talking crazy. Yep. And it's hard. You know, you haven't walked in John Wall's shoes. You have to go through some things to get to some things, and that's what I know for sure. And John Wall has done that in his life, personally, and he's doing it this season with the Wizards, and he's continuing to evolve as a leader, and to hear him say that, um, it was just very competitively mature, and you have to just tip your hat to someone like John Wall. And I know there are so many more games ahead in D.C. for the Wizards, so this isn't like the end of the season. Like There's still more to build on. But I think with John Wall saying that, I think he's gained more integrity and respect from not just uh, here in D.C., but the landscape nationwide in the NBA. If you're going to be a great player in this, in this league, you're going to have to be accountable. There's not one single all-star or top 50 Hall of Famer that we can talk about that wasn't held accountable 
when he was playing, from the Magic Johnsons to the MJs to the Larry Birds. To, you can go down the list. The yeah. one thing, the, one of the common traits that all the great players, all the leaders of franchises have in common is that they're accountable. And I played with a couple of guys like that, and David Robinson and Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker. These guys, I often talk about San Antonio, not just because it was the favorite organization that I played in, but because of the way they went about the business of winning and establishing a culture. And you establish a winning culture when the face of your franchise can be accountable yeah. on at all times, when the things are going well and when things are going bad. I thought to hear him say that is a huge step in the right direction. It's not something that we often hear John say, but to hear him say that tonight and follow it up uh, again with a performance like he had, if he can continue to do that, it's not going to take long for other guys to get on page and start to follow his lead. And when that happens, you're going to see the Wizards team that everybody thinks they can be. Well, I'm interested to see what happens now because the only way you can validate what you did in Miami is to go out follow and get some up. get back against Orlando. Now yep. they're coming into your building. Yep. Um, this is a fragile group. This is a group where when things go bad, um, they feel sorry for themselves first. But when things go good, you see what they're supposed to look like every night. Yeah. And I think they need is if they could stockpile some wins. I think this is the longest homestand of the season, I think, with these five games that are coming up. Uh, I, I, I've gotten away from Christie talking about who the next opponent is and what their record is. Because we went down that road last year, and we know what happens when they play with teams that they're supposed to beat. So right. I've adopted this <laughs> one game, one possession at a time coach speak that I tried to avoid in 20 years in this business. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. No longer am I saying, oh, the Brooklyn Nets are coming to town, or the Cavs are coming out without Booby Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you saw our post-game show, you know the Booby Gibson reference. By the way, that was you have a way of just saying at the perfect time the funniest thing. I never thought I'm telling people, so so for people that didn't listen to the post-game show, I'm saying, hey, the Cavaliers are all of a sudden struggling. Some guy is not there anymore. I can't remember the guy's name, and I'm looking at Christy, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Tony goes. Oh, yeah, it's Booby Gibson. That's <laughs> not winning. That's, uh, that was so funny. It was just perfect comedic timing. Yeah. But I've kind of just gotten away from who they play next and just right. say, hey, look, they have enough talent in the room where if they stay focused on it and do it together and not get into this hero ball, they can beat really anybody in the league. Yeah, yeah well, it's it's never about who you play. It's how you play. Right. And that's always the the mantra that you step on the court with as a player, Tony. That's that's how it was. You don't come in taking anybody lightly. And I hate when people say, hey, you're playing down to a team or, oh, now you're playing with all this energy because you're playing the number one team. And there should be a steadiness to how you compete. And, and when you're playing how you know you're capable of playing, that builds confidence. And that's what I want to see from the Wizards. They won this game you know, with Miami, they want it with their grit and attention to detail, their focus and their dogged effort on the defensive end and on the glass. So, OK, now they know that they can do it. We've all known that they could do it. And now when they reap the benefits of a victory, that just builds up that momentum that just builds that moxie. And 
for the next couple of games, that could be really something. They could get five in a row right here with that kind of mindset. So, no, it doesn't matter who you're playing, but how efficient you're playing, how much attention you're paying to the, the game plan that Scott Brooks has set forth for the team and how much you're, you're veering from that. You know, that has been an issue, too. So when you have that kind of uh, competitive uh, nature and that fire in the belly, great things can happen for you. The Wizards have an opportunity off this game to establish an identity because right now they don't have one. But I, I, you know what? I take that back. They do have an identity. The problem is I don't think they really know what it is. I know what it is. They're a team that has to defend. They're a team that has to play with some physicality. They're a team that has to pay attention to detail, and they cannot jack up three-pointers like, say, the Golden State Warriors. Wait, are you saying the margin of error is small for this team? The margin of error, yes, is small for them, and that's not an insult because the margin of error is small for everybody in the NBA. Except for Golden State. (laughs) Because you got five five All-Stars, and you got four that are there all the time. Mm -hmm. So... For the Washington Wizards, the grit and grind that you hear Christy talking about, that actually is their identity. Because when they do that, they win games. Yep. Stop having simple. an identity crisis. Know who Stop, you are. Know right? who you are. You may want to be, say, Golden State like the other 29 teams in the league are trying to be, but that's not who you are. I always feel like this, and it's not just Washington. It's every team that tries to play Golden State is Golden State Jedi mind tricks you. They want you to play mm-hmm. that style. Well, they beg they for you. Oh, that. please for play sure. like we yeah. do because the at the meet. end of the day, our track meet's going to be you know we got, our four yeah. by four, our four by one hundred. Our, our four right. by one hundred has Carl Lewis, Usain Bolt, Otto Otto Bolton. Like you, right. you can name it. A, like, a clean know. Ben Johnson. Yeah, you know, <laughs> a clean Ben. Like yeah, but come on, like that's who they are, and like that's what's frustrating to DC fans because they know. Basketball fans know the Wizards have to play hard on a nightly basis. You heard Scott Brooks say this in a press conference last night. Got to learn how to compete for 48 minutes. Have to hustle for 48 minutes. That's just who you are. And there are other teams in this league like that. Some of them are not nearly as talented as the Wizards, but they can find ways to get it done because if nothing else, they're going to play hard every night. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Let me get you guys out on this. Um, something happened before the Wizards game tonight, league-wide. This is this trade that happened. Your friend, Tony, uh, Jimmy <laughs> Butler, finally got his way. My boy now. Yeah, your boy. <laughs> your boy. Um, got his way. He's leaving Minnesota, and he's going to Philadelphia to pair up with the process and the Prince. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? I, I did. like that. You like that? <laughs> I like it. All right. Here's how the trade went down. The Timberwolves will get Robert Covington, Dario Sarage, Jared Bayless. Bayless more than likely will probably get waived by Minnesota. It's a contract thing. They just want to move on from him in a 2022 second-round pick. Philly gets Jimmy Butler, the four-time All-Star, and they also get – uh, forward Justin Patton, who I think is injured right now. So Butler is averaging 21 points a game. 
He's fourth in the NBA in steals. We all know what he brings to the table as a basketball player. He's a two-way guy. Christy, does he move the needle with Philly now putting them at least in the top four in the East? I think so. I mean, you're looking at Milwaukee, you're looking at Boston, and of course Toronto, but with Philly now, with a big three of their own, with Simmons and Bede, and now you have Jimmy Butler, I think it makes a, a viable option in terms of matchups with other teams. You know, you said 23 points a game, five assists. I mean, those are strong numbers, but also on the defensive end, you know, I think he changes the way they will play defense in terms of having another dogged defender on the perimeter. So I think he does move the needle. And when I say that, I think he has that balance. But the only thing that will uh, scrape that needle across the record, if you will, <laughs> is, is if he... If he Boy, has... that's my Isaac Hayes album. What are you doing? <laughs> right? Who bumped the table? Right. Uh-huh. So with that, I think, you know, you have to make sure that the, that the character piece is in place and that the, the the verbiage from Jimmy Butler is positive in terms of what it means to be on a team. And yes, the statistics are gaudy. Yes, it's very impressive and you know what he's going to do on the court athletically, but mentally, what is Jimmy Butler going to bring to the table in terms of keeping the, the seas calm and in terms of the overall attitude of the team, the overall situations that we've seen in the past from him So uh, let's not see any more of that. Let's just play basketball. Let's just be a good teammate. Mm. And let's just say the right things. And let's treat people how you want to be treated. Tony. You know what? On paper, statistically Uh, speaking, yeah, it looks good. But, I mean, that's the same thing we said about the Wizards. Mm. Statistically, when you look at the numbers. Basketball is not always about numbers especially when you're talking about trying to improve a team and be at the top of a conference. Does he move the needle? Yeah, he moves the needle. The question is, how far does he move it? Does he make them a better shooting team? Because the Philadelphia 76ers are not a good shooting basketball team. Does he make them a better shooting team? Slightly. Not much better. Bradley Beal, not to work for that trade, but I'm saying a cap player who can shoot the ball like right. Bradley Beal, right. that makes your team better. Jimmy Butler is not that. Does he make them better defensively on the perimeter? I thought Robert Covington was a pretty good mm-hmm. defender. Right. So I'm going to say they upgraded slightly in that position because Jimmy Butler is a better scorer than Covington. So, yeah, he moves the needle. Now, when you talk about being better than Toronto and better than the Boston Celtics, I don't know about that because a lot of that has to do with chemistry. The one thing that I've been impressed with with Toronto Raptors is Kawhi Leonard has went in and seemingly fit right in from yeah. a chemistry standpoint, yeah. and they haven't missed a beat. Uh, and Danny Green, and not to mm. and not to not, mention not, Danny Green, not not to put the spur sprinkle on it. Yeah, but you know they got two two way players. Mm. There you go. They do it on both ends of the floor. Yeah, and here's why I said Toronto is the best team in the East after they beat Boston is because Nick Nurse has a team that has 10 deep. They all have bought into the system and the system in Toronto is nobody, not even when DeRozan was there, DeRozan might've been the best player, but everybody got their shine on. Yeah. It's everybody. It's, it's that. And I'll tell you what else they've got personnel that are defensive minded people. Mm -hmm. See OG, 
OG. That's a defensive-minded guy. So we talk about a lot of things, and I don't get into this with the Wizards because people expect a lot of things from a defensive perspective and from a hustle. Yeah, but you got to have personnel who take to that side of the basketball. Pascal takes to the defensive side. I said OG takes to the defensive side. Kawhi Leonard, multiple defensive player of the year, Mm -hmm. of course he takes to the defensive side of the ball. So that alone makes Toronto better than a lot of teams because they're committed to playing one side of the ball no matter what. And then you go down on the offensive end, everybody knows Kawhi Leonard's one of the best scorers in the league. You know, the offense that they run, as you just said, Chris, allows everybody to get off. So now you're talking about a team that's pretty proficient offensively and better than average defensively, actually much better than average defensively. And they've got a bench that can come in and sort of keep the pace going. Oh, well, they could either right. go Serge Ibaka at the five, or they can go Valanciunas, and right. they have literally switched off at times yeah. Yeah. with both of them. OG can start, mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam, or, come, Siakam, off yep. or come off the bench. So they have variety. Yeah. My take on Jimmy Butler is just very simple. You know, he was the man in Chicago before he left there and went to Minnesota, and he didn't get along with young players. And then he goes to Minnesota, and he can't get along with a guy in Carl Anthony Towns that before Jimmy Butler got there was doing this. He was mm-hmm. His stock was rising, right? Mm-hmm. So am I to assume now in his third stop, he's going to get along with the process and the prince? See, this is the thing. Like you said, Chrissy, it's, it's so much more yep. than just putting up your numbers and all of this. I was bothered by how he went about this business. Yeah. You got to be professional. I'm around two. I'm around two and a half professional people right now, so I can understand it. <laughs> you just gonna look at me like that? All right. Uh, my point is, is I'm around professional people in here. Three. Okay. Just keep taking your notes. Uh, where Terrence was I? Will jump you, man. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> <laughs> he, he he knows he's getting he's, a Christmas gift from me, so that's yeah, why he's not going to do anything. He's stroke gangster now. No, he, he don't mess around. You know he's on Twitter now, right? Oh, I know that. He's stroke. Twitter thug. Stepping up. He's Twitter thug over there. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Butler now, this third go around now, am I to assume like all of a sudden now he's figured it out that like, oh, I can kind of just mm-hmm. come into this this process <laughs> and just be the guy because he ain't the best player on that team. No, I mean, someone's got to tap that shoulder, you know, before he well, gets in there. put your name on it. Who's going to tap his shoulder in Philly? I want to know this. Who? Hey, Joel? I, no, I'm talking about maybe, uh, like, his agent, Management. his, his oh, parents. Okay. his people. Uh, his people. Okay. Um, okay. You know, I, I think that there needs to be, when you see somebody at whatever level of basketball they're on, and they have a lot of stops, um, how do they leave those stops? Wait a minute. How do wait, they wait, wait. I'm just saying. No, no, she can. No, she can. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. No, she's saying. right. She's she's actually right. She's actually right. I'm I just can saying. Follow him there. How, go ahead. How, how do you leave those stops? Like you said, you know, you have to be a professional, mm-hmm. right? So is it, you know, you're dropping the mic. I'm out of here. Like, hey, you need to send me so and so. Like, I, you have to make sure that you don't burn bridges. Number one, okay? And then number two is you don't want to walk in the gym and everybody's having a good time and you walk in and you're that dark cloud. You don't want to be that guy. So let's make sure, okay, if you're making a new start, okay, you're in Philly, new start for you, walk in the gym, hey, what's up, everybody? Let's have a good day of practice. Let's get better today. Boom, boom. Have a vibe about you that people want to be around because everything about your personality precedes you. Everybody knows your past, 
So is this the point where he changes his mind in terms of how he carries himself as a pro? And if there's something that, you know, if he's veering off the track a bit, somebody needs to snatch him up by the collar and say, listen, we're not going to do this again because you're damaging not only who you are mm -hmm. as a player, but you're damaging your brand and your character is taking like how many more how many more kicks are you going right. to allow your character to take? What, what she's saying about how you leave an organization, because mm -hmm. I know I left 12 of them and <laughs> how you leave makes a difference. It now, does. I left 12 organizations, right? Three of them had me back. See. OK, Memphis, San Antonio and uh, Vancouver. Who is it? Memphis, San Yeah, Vancouver. Vancouver, Memphis. San Antonio. Vancouver, oh, Boston. 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 Okay. Boston. Oh, when he was All right. Yeah, Red Auerbach had me back twice. Yeah. See? So when she says that it's about, you know, how you carry yourself when you leave, see, everybody in the league knows. Even if Jimmy Butler wasn't on Twitter and, and, and the mm -hmm. media wasn't covering it, the insiders, the general managers, the coaches, the players in the league, oh, yep. they know. Yep. We know. So when you walk into the gym, What's going to happen is Jimmy Butler has got something to prove to those guys, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. The process don't have nothing to prove no. to Jimmy Butler. Nope. The, the, the organization has nothing to prove to Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's got something to prove to them. So if he walks in with the mentality that I'm going to help and I'm going to be mean, meaning I'm going to play hard every night because that's what he's known for, his grit and his grind, that criticism that we heard of with the young players in Chicago – Criticism that we heard about the young players in, in Minnesota, not going to be able to do that in Philly. Yeah. You know why? Because Philly is not Minnesota as a city, and it's not Chicago as a city. Well, so if the city, so if the team is, is good and you've got two faces of the franchise, and yeah, they're not right where they want to be right now, but you know you're going to get there, right. you cannot come in and derail the process that they're going through, meaning Joel Embiid getting better. Ben Simmons getting better. Now he can't shoot, but he's still getting better. If Jimmy Butler comes in, provides the veteran role that they're assuming he will be when he comes in, and he adds to what they're doing on the court from a defensive perspective and an offensive perspective and an IQ perspective, meaning helping the game be easier for Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and the rest of the guys on the team, then that will be a successful trade. But if he goes the route of calling out Embiid, maybe Anybody. for being too much on Twitter or not calling out uh, Ben Simmons because he's not working enough on his jump shot or, or just basically spilling the company tea, that's going to be a problem. Big time. Well, he has uh, <clears throat> $190 million reasons to make it work in Philly because if they want to resign him, that's how much money he can And I think we'll Man. see the best version of best Jimmy version. Butler because clearly – he has not been happy with some of the press coverage he's got from from running his mouth. That's why there has to be a filter yeah. Yeah. for him, and someone has to help right. him. If he he's, doesn't see it, somebody's got to get him He's got to check it on the inside, yeah. no matter how much he may get burned sometimes with some of the stuff that he sees that he doesn't like. Because if he starts that chirping, again, that's going to be your reputation. Be now, that's, now you're on the, th the third right. stop with two more faces of the future. And you're about to hit 30. And you're about to hit so 30. you hitting... Yeah, be see, easy, right? Yeah. You got to... Towns and, and, and Wiggins, those guys down. are faces of the future. Process, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, those guys are faces of the league. So if you go in and you disrupt what they're trying to build right now, they're not the only ones that are going to have a problem with you. And did you like Process and the Prince? Did you like it? 
I like Prince in the process. Better. I like that. Prince in the process. Yeah, I like Prince I like in the process. You don't like it? it flows. So now you're just not going to talk on this podcast. <laughs> I like you, you're going to talk when we start talking about sneakers, huh? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, for Christy Winter Scott, who did not have the same dress that Carol Lawson had on tonight. It was Miami theme, but whatever. was one. I don't care. Okay. Uh, the NBA champion, Tony Massenburg, and the one that doesn't talk over here. Uh, I'm Chris Miller. Thank you for watching this latest edition of the Wizards Talk Podcast. We will talk to you immediately after the Wizards beat the Magic on Monday. Have a blessed Sunday, people. That is stolen by Kelly. Three on one. Rivers going all the way to lay it up. Score the field goal, and he'll go to the line. Boy, Kelly Oubre, you got to love the way he has been playing lately. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.